Hey everyone, thanks for hanging out with me for a couple of minutes today on this beautiful morning. Here our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here we don't compare ourselves to him or her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. They are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time. Here we do it together. So let's do this. So if you want to get in contact with me, the best way to do it is at benpagedc at gmail.com or Instagram at benpagedc. And if you're listening to this podcast, take a screenshot of it, tag me on Instagram, and I'll tag you right back, and I'm 100% sure it's going to make my day. Also, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes in this eight-episode series, and you can do that at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you want to never miss anything that's talking about the book, you could do that by using the link in my bio on Instagram at BenPageDC. So when I was living in Las Vegas, Nevada, working as a chiropractic physician, I had the privilege to live in a place that had about an acre of land. And maybe one-eighth of that piece of land I was able to play with and try to turn into a desert paradise. I will never forget the first time I watched the first Greeting the Desert movie by Jeff Lawton on YouTube. Uh, it just blew me away to see how using native plants and building earthworks or just moving around earth so it follows the contours of the land could turn a barren land into something so green. I was determined to turn this little piece of desert that I had into paradise just as Jeff Lawton had done. So step one, move a lot of dirt. So I had all the contours mapped out and I knew where I needed to dig now. And I was gonna start at the highest spot of the, on the piece of land. It was a nice curvy contour line. I still remember that first contour line. The first level ditch following this contour of the land, which is just a swell, was gonna be the first point of where the water would slow down and sink in. It would percolate slowly through the dirt and keep it hydrated. So that was the point of all the digging to help the water stay in that little one-eighth of an acre for as long as possible. So now the fun part. And I still remember it was, it was a Saturday and it actually happened to be the hottest day of the year so far in the dead of summer. I had a bottle of water, a shovel, and a pickaxe. And I started to pound at the dirt with the pickaxe, breaking up the hard, dried-out dirt. Then I would shovel it out and place it on the downside of the ditch that I was digging. This would go on for hours. I was picking and slinging the dirt to the downside of the ditch, forming a berm where I would later plant trees. I was digging, I dug about two feet deep and about three feet wide, forming a nice semicircle ditch that was nice and level. So the water would enter, it would slowly sink in, hydrating a barren piece of land. By the time I was done, it felt that I had just dived into a swimming pool. I was soaking from my head to my feet and I was huffing and I was puffing, but I felt so alive. So movement, something we must provide our ecosystem of cells so they can do their job, keep us healthy and strong. Chapter three of Playing in the Dirt focuses on various ways that playing in the dirt is the key to sustainable health. Like the example I just gave from my own life, playing in the dirt is one way we can stay active, keep our muscles flexing and relaxing and our joints moving. As I quote from the book, fertile soil is one of the best weights out there and it is free. No need for a membership or a place to store it. It is pretty much all around us. Movement, exercise, putting weight against our bones and muscles, however you want to call it, has many benefits that I explain in the book. It really doesn't matter where we move. However, the garden is a, or 
outside playing in the dirt is a great way to do it. We need to move to be happy and healthy. So why do so many people not move enough? If it is vital to our health, why are we not moving more? Why do people sit on the couch knowing that it is not healthy and not exercise knowing that it is healthy? I mean, they might know it is important. They probably even understand why it is important. But if you don't feel it, whatever the activity being, won't last, worse, even get started sometimes. Just like we must feel how important it is deep inside to establish a lifestyle that involves rigorous exercise three to five times a week, being out in nature and feeling her, experiencing what she has to offer, also heals us. I mean, nature is truly magnificent. Nature is, is incredibly beautiful. Many travel large distances just to experience, just to, just to feel the beauty of nature. I will never forget and will really never be able to explain the beauty of the waterfalls of Iguazu. This, the last waterfall that I saw, uh, La Garganta del Diablo, is a waterfall that almost forms a full circle. It is impossible to express what one feels while there. Only people that have been there and experienced it, have felt it, knows what I'm talking about. Another example that I take straight from the book that most people can relate to nowadays is, quote, if you work behind the desk all day, how many times have you left the office and gone outside just to feel the air and the sun hit your skin? It brings life back to feel those things. Not think about them, but to feel them. Being in nature, feeling nature, your garden including, included, heals us. It, it strengthens us. Another quote straight from the book. Being in nature and taking her in through our senses has a name. In Japan, it is shironyoku translated as forest bathing. It is something that physicians in Japan promote to their patients as an antidote to hectic urban life. Today, in English, it has been given the name ecotherapy and has improved the health and well-being of many that practice it. So how does it work? Well, I give various reasons in the book, but here I'm going to talk about one of the reasons. The reason I'm going, the reason I'm going to talk about is the reduction of stress. So being out in nature and moving like and the preparation of a garden bed reduces stress. But, not only, but it is not only because we are outside feeling and experiencing the beauty around us while moving that we reduce stress. There's other ways that just being outside can reduce stress. By running our hands through fertile soil and breathing, we are allowing nature to help us reduce stress. So there's billions of bacteria found in fertile soil, and most are there to actually help us. One we now know is called Mycobacterium bacchae, which has shown in mice to activate neurons in the brain responsible for producing serotonin, the neurotransmitter that contributes to feelings of well-being and happiness, and overall reducing stress. So a garden can also bring calmness in moments of stress. One we see more often than not and will happen to the majority is a loss of a job. That's a major moment of stress for many people. A quote from the book, imagine you lose your job, but at the same time you know you have a garden at home that's providing nutrient-dense food for yourself and your family, and that last year's garden provided a surplus, and you have it bottled at home, ready to eat. You now can put more of your energy toward finding a new job or starting a new business than worrying, about, worrying and stressing about how in the world you're going to feed your family tomorrow. I will finish this episode 
with one more way playing in the dirt, in other words, planting a garden can reduce stress, and with that, increase overall well-being. The garden is a great way to build community. This can happen in many ways, and in my case, it was a very natural way. While I prepared garden beds and planted them in my front yard, all different types of people would stop and ask what I was doing. The majority of them lived just a few houses away from me. So many times you would talk for a while about many topics, and of course, the garden being one of them. So I was able to get to know my community, and not only was I able to get to know my community, but I was able to help my community. So a lot of these people that lived around me do have a backyard with room to plant a garden, and a couple of them have told me that they started a backyard, and many of you have asked me for advice on subsequent visits while finding me outside drinking mate with my wonderful wife, Ruth, or playing with my kids in the, in the dirt. So I was actually able to build community by just being outside and playing in the dirt. We need community to be healthy. We need to be in contact with other people. So I'll finish this episode with just two more quotes from the book. Contact with other human beings is vitally important to our emotional and our physical health. People who know me might be wondering, how can I say something like that? Being a person who loves to be alone. Yes, when I am alone, I do take full advantage of it. However, there are moments where I yearn to be with others and communicate with them. It is natural to want alone time, but also be a part of a community. Mother Nature provides so many ways to live a fuller life, not just a healthier life. We have to go to her, though. She can't just give us what she wants to give us, which includes, among other things, the feeling of her beauty, the sense of well-being, and her healing capacity through stress reduction and community building. We must go to her with the mindset of working with and not against her. We must perform the action. We must go and do. She is more than willing to give us 10 times more than what we put in.